Giving myself a moment to adjust before turning around, I scramble for an angle to talk myself out of this jam. I'm sure he's not going to be thrilled with this bit of news, but I'm just as sure I didn't have a choice other than to help them both. I was, uh, I was going to ask you, I say, turning around. How much would a used tire cost for my car? Furrowing his brow, he shrugs. Depends on what size you have. Um, the size of a, of a Ford Ranger, I think. Walker crosses his arms in front of him, the muscles in his thick forearms flexing. Funny, I didn't have you pegged as driving a Ranger. Ah, well, funny. How do you know me well enough to know what I would drive? I don't. He admits. I'd say that a used tire would run you 35 bucks or so. He moseys across the room and stands next to me, so close I can barely think. He's a step from my personal bubble, his cologne knowing no bounds and filling it with his heated working man scent, one that has me shivering despite the heat. Looks like I need to call Kip. Walker notes. Why? Someone stole Dave Cooper's truck. A ranger. He adds, watching me carefully. Gulping, I take a step away. I have uh, another question. What would it cost to repair a car that hit a deer? He's not amused. Storming across the room, he swings open the door. Where's Marianne Mailer's van? Well, she was here, I say, taking a couple of steps to the corner. And, and so was Dave. His face doesn't flinch. He doesn't even make an attempt to speak, just stares at me in a mixture of disbelief and disdain. Can you add their bills onto my tab? I cringe, waiting for his eruption. You let them take their cars without paying? He booms. No, I, I didn't. I, well, I mean, I, I did, I correct. But that's okay. I'll pay for them. He walks in a circle, shaking his head. Dave's tire's about 35 bucks, but Marianne's van was about 1500 He stops and looks at me. You have that in your pocket? No, but I'll get it. He flashes me a glare before heading back to the desk. One look at it, and he's back to me. And I suppose you just messed this up, too. Oh, no, that was a mess before, I shoot back. I looked for the invoices, trying to do you a favor. I didn't ask you for a favor. I asked you to come by and apologize for fucking up my truck. Not waltz in here like you own the damn place and cost me another two grand. Fifteen thirty-five, I correct, hoping for the best. I think he's going to explode. He turns away, his back heaving as he fills his lungs with air. The sound of it whooshing out of his body gushes through the room. What was I supposed to do? I ask when he turns to face me. There's a weakness in his glare, one that tells me I can make him see the light. I see this in my brother Graham every so often when he's trying to nick some idea I have. It's an opening a small window of opportunity to appeal to their humanity and get them to come around. I stand in front of the desk, game face on. I felt sorry for them. Dave needed to go have breakfast with his wife who has Alzheimer's. She doesn't even know he's there every day. How sad is that? And Marianne walked all the way over here, and it was like two miles with two babies. This seems to weaken his resolve. Why didn't she call? Peck would have gone and picked her up. He says, the irritation in his tone a little less prevalent. I don't know, I rush, trying not to lose momentum. But she was so stressed out. Her husband's working doubles and they have a sick baby. So sue me for having a heart if you're that much of a dick. 
but I'll pay for all of it. He fiddles with the papers in front of him, the lines on his forehead melting away with each passing second. The room settles, the only sounds the beating of my heart and the papers he's pretending to deal with. Don't act like you know what any of that is, I kid. It might look like a mess, but I actually do know where everything is. Most everything, anyway. He grumbles, retrieving two pieces of paper, one missing the bottom corner. He holds it in the air. These are the invoices you were looking for. I'll take care of them. He sets them back down and leans on the desk. His brown eyes are filled with something I haven't seen before. Something that makes me feel like everything over the past few days comes down to this moment. Like if I fall, I may never recover. Only, it's not a fall from a ledge or a fall from grace. It's a fall into those chocolatey eyes. 